Hi guys, it's Afense and I am coming at you with cheekbones, high vibrations and a radio interview. So right now I'm just currently on standby on a phone call with the producer at Power FM and I will be doing my radio interview right now with a spiritualist, a mindset specialist and uh, Faith Mangope and this Power FM is a radio station in South Africa and we'll be just discussing intuition and gut feeling. I'm so excited for this call and I'm a little bit nervous as you probably can tell but yeah i'm just on and stand by a little bit out of breath because preparations <laughs> but i'm just happy to bring you guys along on the journey um all right have a good listen and today we're talking about intuition right intuition intuition is a form of knowledge that appears in consciousness without obvious deliberation. It is not magical, but rather a faculty in which hunches are generated by the unconscious mind, rapidly sifting through past experience as well as cumulative knowledge. Intuition. And the question I'm going to ask you is, when was the last time that your intuition worked for you? When was the last time that your intuition worked for you? Sometimes it's the intuition that says, don't leave now leave a little bit later and then you escape a car accident. Sometimes it's the intuition that says swerve lanes and then something happens to you. Sometimes it's the intuition that says, hey, call this person. And then you find out that they actually need you at that particular moment in time. Sometimes intuition works even in relationships. All right, I always say that the best way, I, I love personal relationships because when you've got a very personal, intimate relationship with somebody, you develop an intuition towards them so you can feel them. You feel what they're going through even though you are not in their presence. Intuition. How many of us actually trust our intuition? Or are you this person that is more evidence-based? Do you trust your intuition? Do you act on your intuition? When was the last time you acted on your intuition and did it pay off? Or your person would actually believe, nah, this thing of intuition, it doesn't exist. The science does not science. Do you trust your intuition? Well, wait, actually, before I welcome my guests into it, let me ask you, Owen. Um, intuition, you hardly speak. Do you use your intuition? Do you trust your intuition? What, what's your view on intuition? Do I trust it? Yeah, do you use it? Do you act on it? Uh, no, hardly, eh? But I think I would get it after. Wait a second. You get told what to do and then you don't act on it. No. Why? I don't know, yet. But don't then you regret it. Yes, yes. So you're, you're the person that says, you, and if something told me, I must go. Yeah. Something I, told me. Yeah, I'm like, I should have. I should have. You always, you're the person that regrets on trying to make intuition. Okay. Intuition. Do you trust it? Do you act on your intuition? Has it saved you? Has it not saved you? How has intuition worked for you? Let's talk a little bit to our guests this afternoon. We've got Batabi Lemacheti, who is a mindset coach, personal development and branding mentor author, and also the founder of Purposely Branded. Batabi, always a pleasure speaking to you. Welcome to Power Lunch. Uh, hello, good afternoon, um, Faith, and good afternoon to all you listeners. Thank you for having me. We've got our spiritualist, Koko Kanyagude, joining us. Koko Kanyagude, always a pleasure speaking to you. Very good afternoon. How are you? Oh, we are really good. It's a day of reconciliation. We're hoping we can reconcile our minds.
bodies and spirits uh, to ourselves. We're also joined by Transformational Life Coach, Offensive Sipa, joining us this afternoon. Offensive, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to Power Lunch. Hi, 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 everyone. Hi, Faith, and hi to the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Maybe Koko Kanyagude, let's expound. I mean, I was giving you a very dictionary approach to intuition, saying that it is a knowledge that appears in consciousness without obvious deliberation. It is not magical, but rather a faculty in which hunches are generated by unconscious mind, rapidly sifting through past experience and cumulative knowledge. But how do we understand intuition from an African sense, and where does it come from? So, in fact, um, let's just start with the language. I love, um, I love how language actually tells what it is when you speak around anything spiritual. Mm. So, if we look at in, you're referring to my inner world, because each and every one of us have our inner lived experience, the inner self, whether it's your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences, and your consciousness just of living. We are born at what we say that your soul in spirituality, the soul which is within, which experiences life in its own unique way. That is what the in it, it speaks to around intuition. And then the tuition is then the tuition we go through to lived experience and shared experience with other beings through this lived experience through life. Because we all have a unique lived experience. But we have a common human condition where everybody laughs, everybody cries, everybody everybody experiences a similar range and depth of sensations and emotions and feelings to some level and range. So that is then where our intuition or moya wako, your spirit, you know, how each individual person's intuition will be adjusted to how your inner sense of your lived experience, which is the intuition, guides and prompts you to act in a way with this in integrity, with your highest intention or your highest purpose. Mm. You know, I I often wonder, Batabida, again, in terms of being able to decipher between intuition and a high spirit speaking to you, or in the Christian faith, they will call it the Holy Spirit, or even God, right? Let's not even call it the Holy Spirit, but let's even say God speaking to you. Um, would that be defined as intuition, or is that just God speaking? Well, um, Faith, that's a brilliant question. When you say, is it God speaking, um, we are now talking about the Trinity. We're talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the three are one. So if the if God is speaking, the Holy Spirit is speaking. And how do we know this? Uh, because when Jesus Christ, before he left um, the earth, he told his disciples that, um, do not do anything until I send you the helper. And this helper is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the word of God does tell us actually in John sixteen thirteen that when he, the spirit of truth, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. And what is this truth? This truth is what comes from Jesus Christ. So we don't have it inside of us as if it's like having this truth. It's not my truth. It is it is the truth of the one who made me because I am a vessel that was made by God. And I can't tell myself as a as a, a created to um what I need to do. My maker is the one who tells me. And hence we've been given the Holy Spirit to be the one who guides us into truth pertaining to any area of our life. Actually pertaining to everything in mm. our life because we are spirit beings. We are a spirit living in a body possessing a soul. And 
for us to always acknowledge that this is about actually a relationship with a the one that's been created with the creator. Mm. Just around how fancy, you know, yeah. intuition sometimes, and I, and I was making reference of this, intuition leads you to making decisions that don't make sense, mm. but are for the best of you. Yeah. And, and without even you knowing the outcome, right? So mm. you may not even have experienced this particular outcome, but you find yourself making decisions for that particular outcome without your, your knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. But I find that that comes from people who have managed to develop intuition. In terms of looking people, and I mean, I, I was reading statistics regarding just how many of us actually are, are walking around in our uh, subconscious minds. People yeah. are not conscious anymore. We just, we're kind of living every single day like we are in a rat race. Mm-hmm. But how many of us actually are very conscious of intuition and, and how to grow it? Um, okay, that's also an excellent question. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, I've just got, I've got a, a, a psychological approach to this because I'm also currently pursuing my master's in psychology and I've been thinking about it. So I think there are, there is a personality test that breaks down who people that are intuitive and people that are sensing. Um, and technically, um, I think probably around 50% of people are in touch with their intuition when they make decisions. Um, and then the other half is like, you know, looking at sensing physically, maybe, or getting other messages in other ways. So in my opinion, I think intuition has a lot to do with how your thoughts connect with higher consciousness, um, God, Holy Spirit, um, and how you, you can make those decisions because they have a bigger view of what your higher self is actually looking for. Um, and it kind of leads you in the right direction. So I think it's those peace, that peaceful voice that comes into your mind, um, that comes as a thought and comes as something like inspired action. Um, you know, it, it, it it's something that you, you just generally don't even know where it came, came from maybe. Um, but there is no fear around it. I think that's, that's one of the ways that I like to perceive intuition. I, 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 I worry, not worry, but like I wonder how intuition actually works mm-hmm. in the way in, it, in which it expresses itself mm. in us as individuals. So I always use, and, and I was deeply touched by the story of J.K. Rowling, um, who is the author of your Harry Potter books, mm. right? When she relays her story about how she even began writing Harry Potter, she says that she was this broke woman that was living in London and she was one day, like really broke, broke with a kid, had nothing. And she, she, she was in a train and I think she was, she was making, a, she was depressed. And, and somewhere along the lines of her journey, something dropped. She says that something dropped in her spirit. Something dropped and, and a voice said to her, you're going to write a book about a boy who's a wizard that goes to wizard school. Right. Eventually, she writes this novel. She had to, I mean, she, I think she was rejected nine times before being accepted and being published to what we understand J.K. Rowling to be a billionaire today, you know, in terms of literature. Mm-hmm. But when you actually have, when, when interviews are done about how did you even get the idea, it's, I was on a train, I was broke, busted, and disgusted, and this thing dropped, and her life changed. There are those that have got the intuition or the voice that speaks and their life changes. They make financial decisions. They mm. make, heck, they bet the lottery. You know the lotto? You have millionaires from the lottery through intuition. 
And how does intuition work? Because for some it makes you a billionaire and a millionaire. And I wonder if it, it's, it's got the capacity to do it for everybody. So perhaps I'll decorporate from, I'm, I'm going under, I'm training as a mindfulness teacher at Southern Bosch, currently doing my honors. And what mindfulness is around is I'm cultivating a practice of presence and awareness when moment to moment. And the simple thing of mindfulness, a quote I like, is that it speaks of that deep inside each and every one of us, there is something which you know. And so, living in a world, like you're saying, which calls us out on these extrinsic needs, you know, we live in a hegemonic capitalist world where we're given our dreams, we're given our purpose, we're given what achievement means. So what we could understand happens to those people in the, in the, in the instance of J.K. Rowling. When you're dead, broken down and out, you go through an existential crisis where you start to shed all of the limiting beliefs that you have because you don't believe in everything, because you've lost faith in everything that's going. And that allows for you to then step outside of your own subjective, limited worldview. And then that brings in a creative force where you can start looking at things creatively because you step outside of conditioning, you step outside of bias, and you step outside of anything which then holds you back to a sense of oneness because you're in a place of a lot of existential crisis where for some people that will lead to a spiritual awakening for others it will lead to a financial breakthrough but for everyone when they experience an existential crisis there's always a shift in awareness that comes which has a tangible in impact on their life and how it is that they move in their life and that's around how you cultivate a mindful attitude with being present in a way with what is moving through you moment to moment and whether you honor that invitation. Okay, I want to I I zero in. I want to stay with you on this one because you think something so profound here. Mm. Many people are going through existential crises, right? Whatever shape or form. Some are going through a divorce. Some are, uh, as I said, they're broke. Some are at the bottom of, 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 or they feel like they're at the bottom of the barrel, right? Some are in deep, deep, deep depression, and sometimes it manifests itself even more exorbitantly around this time. Well, does the universe automatically provide one with an opportunity to shift their state of existence through, for example, intuition, where you go now and because and I've never met a person who, or, or, or you go and you, and you do the lottery and then you play the lottery and then you, you get the, all the, the numbers correct. Or you take a bet on the last bet on, on something that you needed and then it pays off. Or you go to that last, um, uh, what is it called, presentation for business, for your business, and that person actually does it. Does the universe provide all of us with that shift opportunity where you're in crisis? I'm going to, through your intuition, I'm going to give you the space to change your existence. I think if we speak around it from a spiritual, you know, uh, um, a diverse spiritual point, each of us are spiritual, uh, are on birth having a human experience, and therefore we are having soul journeys in this incarnation. And you could find for say so in this time, in this incarnation, it was my time. Because I, I also was down and out. I am 2008 to Virginia University, the best varsity in Africa, UCT, 
Mm-hmm. Five years later, no degree, no direction in life, but this intuitive feeling that I need to go to Asa. But everything of mine has been made by intuition, even to this relationship I have now with Power FM. So for me, that could be my soul's journey around hearing what could be such some what is called karmic death, mm-hmm. what could be called generational curses, the sins of the fathers and the forefathers by embodying and acknowledging things which had been hidden away in the family around our identity and our person, how it informs our personhood, the running away from the calling, the running away from how the calling influenced by Koda in our family allowed for me to even mentally in my psychological space be able to cultivate a practice which caters for what could have manifested as bipolar, where now I understand it as which is no different in the semantics to saying that there's a bipolarity or bifurcation within. So that is for me. But you could find for faith the invitation to do the work because spirit invites us, but faith is not doing the work. Faith can receive all of these intuitive messages, communicate people coming and telling you directly, but because faith is then not embodying a sovereignty to actually want to find wellness within themselves wherever they are afflicted, then all of that just happens as those feelings of regret where you'd be like, oh my, I should have listened to like the gentleman in the beginning spoke around his relationship with intuition. And we're going to go deeper with this. Are you that person that trusts your intuition and has acted upon your intuition? When was the last time you acted on your intuition and it actually paid off? And are you leaning in to your intuition? Do you lean into your intuition or do you still try to make it logical? Because you can't see it, you can't touch it. Many things have been said about you or to you and you still didn't believe it. And now you're regretting it. We'll talk after this. Right now though, it's 1330. This is your latest in power news with Yakalo we're founding on the notion of intuition and with the last time that you were able to use your intuition or your instincts, as it were, has it worked for you? And how do we even draw the clear distinction between intuition as well as um, the Holy Spirit, right? And a spiritual message. And what do we do with it? And has it ever paid off for you? We're still with Abatabila Makheti, Koko Kanyagute, as well as Ofensi Tsipa. And of course you on 0861987. Triple zero. Marco Sonkin Jablani, hi. To add to this, do you use your intuition a lot? Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, my life is, is all about that. In actual fact, joining you, um, 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 you know, the things that I've engaged on your show mm-hmm. has to do with me exercising my intuition, which is in a big, like, biblical sense, we call it the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you know, um, um, and it's one of those things that we actually. You don't just find yourself doing it, but you have to work on it. Like, you have to be careful in order for you to be able to be on point mm. with regards to that. I mean, I, I, I've looked at myself in how I've responded to power lunch. It only makes sense for me to be guided by, by the spirit of wisdom and revelation to actually be, feel so comfortable to engage certain things that I've engaged on the show, which, I, which is not something that I, I, I would normally do. Really? But it's something that you basically have to uh, cultivate. It's not it just as we have to we are all born with it. All of us because if you if you if you 
know about creation. God breathed His Spirit into us. So all of us, we are carrying that. We are carrying that that, that the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. It's just that when we don't cultivate it, then it stays dormant and it's doesn't But it actually does exist. It's just that at the end of the day, it's one of those things where if you don't study, you you won't pass. You know, so you have to uh, work on it. So a lot of people are not being able to exercise it based on the fact that they're not actually cultivating it, but you need to cultivate it. That's what I just wanted to contribute. Thanks, Dr. Sonke. Often said, ignorance is bliss to yes. some people, right? Um, there's, and I always say that sometimes in relationships, there's that feeling of, oh, I don't I'm quite right, love. And you go, you don't put it, and, and, and you know what it is? Have you ever uh, said this about a person? I know I've said this about a person that's paid mm-hmm. off sometimes. I said, I don't know what it is, but there's something that is very wrong here. Yeah. Or I don't know what it is, but this person is lying. Mm. Or I don't know what it is, this person is, there's something dodgy that is happening that I, I, and I'm always, always right, that there's something always on the other side. Mm. That that feeling also between people, because sometimes people may be afraid of it, so you feel that something is off, mm-hmm. but you, you would rather not confront it. Whilst other people feel it and they go head on, they don't like the results, but they go head on and say, nah, there's something that is not wrong. What happens within the, talk to us a little bit about the interconnectivity of human beings. Mm-hmm. It allows me to feel when you are doing something, and I always say that, the, the, they always say that a woman's intuition is strong. Yeah. Now, I also think that a man's intuition is very strong. I do mm-hmm. believe that men's intuition is strong. My friends used to call it spider senses. Mm-hmm. That when you're doing something wrong and you've got a partner, the partner has got spider senses that feel it. Mm-hmm. They may not act on it, but they feel it. What is it about the way that we relate, to, the way we relate to one another as human beings mm-hmm. that allows me to feel you even when I don't see you? Um, oh, wow. I, I, I think I think we are connected um, on a conscious level because we are all human beings. And in, in my um, understanding of the world, we all came from source and uh, we are all one. And that's why when something is happening in my life that involves you, um, you can pick it up intuitively or even in your in your spirit. But I also want to talk about the other wisdoms because, you know, you're, 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 you're broken up into mind, body and spirit. Um, but I feel like intuition is something that's more mind related because it, it's more thought related and maybe even more spiritual. Um, but bodily, sometimes you do get like a physical sensation. And I, I think that's more like an instinct. Um, it's very close to intuition, but it's more like a, you know, like an instinct, a gut feeling, a, a warning somatically because your body also has wisdom. Um, I, I, I like to call it somatic wisdom and it knows when Koninde off, you know, um, and you can pick that one up when you're in relationship with somebody. Um, and the closer you get, the more you get to know them and the more your thoughts are, you know, intertwined, the more you're thinking about each other and the more you, you can actually pick up such um such behaviors you actually your souls do join yeah so you know how like people we, we always we always go ah there's no such thing we love saying there's no such thing like so i wake up my soul ties. soul ties like soul <laughs> ties. so there actually is something where 
you're tied to the soul of the person to a yes. point where you're able to sense them without their presence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to call it like whenever I interact with my my people, my family, my loved ones. Um, sometimes I find whenever I think about somebody for a while, um, that they think about me too, and then they will like give me a phone call or I'll send them a message or something, and they're like, "Oh wow, I was thinking of you." Um, so I like to call that interaction like gyakfonela in the spirit, you know. Um, and every time I get a thought about someone, I'm like, how or, you know, I was just thinking about them. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's all spiritual. It's all mind related. And obviously sometimes you get, um, the instinct or the gut feeling, um, uh, around it as well. Can intuition mislead you? So can, can, can you get perversion in it? Like the voice that you hear is not the voice of God or the voice of of spirit, but there is something else that is speaking and it's speaking louder. Towards the end, it's such a that's such a profound inner exploration mm. because it brings us to where each person is individually. If we accept that we all have an intuitive knowledge and instinctive knowledge, you know, um, that that just know. Like perfect knowing. What then we need to check into is that what is my quality of relationship with self? Because if I'm a person who operates from a field of reactivity mm. and I'm in maybe a space that is toxic, even then the voice or the intuition or the instinct will then also take that color. Because our personal relationship with self that I'm a reactive person or a person who is aware and then can operate from a place of awareness that filters how whether it's intuition or an impulse or a desire, whether they are positive or negative. So those will be the answer to that is one that um, the quality of person and relationship with some. We're going to find a clearer signal. It looks as though we've broke the signal there for a second. I've got a question here yes. from William Mudise um, saying, how do you spot intuition from fear, mm -hmm. bipolar, mm. or even personality or borderline personality disorder? How do you mm. know it's intuition and it's not fear expressing itself or bipolar disorder or personality, borderline personality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a brilliant question because a lot of the time people do, uh, you know, confuse just maybe a fearful, uh, sensation about a relationship or an insecurity as intuition. Um, so I think when I started, when I opened up, I wanted, I, I spoke about intuition as something that is a thought that comes from your higher consciousness and that voice with with um that comes with that message is generally one of peace so it doesn't come from a place of fear um i think if you are getting a fearful thought um it is influenced maybe by your environment it's influenced by the societal thoughts it, it, as a, collectively we do have thoughts just flowing around as a collective consciousness of human beings um so sometimes we just get messages from stuff maybe you've heard growing up um uh what your parents used to tell you what your friends are telling you whenever it is that you're having conversations um that may make you feel perhaps if you if you're struggling with a borderline personality 
personality tendencies that you know people are, are are not loving to you or they're not giving you the as much attention as you need or you know being there for you um or other personality disorders it could be just those types of thoughts that are coming that are like societal uh, collective consciousness type thoughts not necessarily intuition because I believe that intuition is a voice that is the voice of the Holy Spirit which comes with two characteristics it's clear and it's also free of fear and it's full of peace um, that's how I would distinct distinguish the two so if you're if you're getting a sensation in your body um, that maybe makes you constrict in your throat or feel like a tightness in your chest or anywhere else in your body, that most likely is not necessarily intuition. It could be a warning, of course, um, and that's what I call instinct. Uh, and it is also something that you should probably listen to um, and move in the direction that it's, it's moving you towards. But I feel that intuition is like guidance. It's that inspired action. It's those peaceful, calm thoughts that are leading you in a direction which way where your higher self wants you. Coco does God still speak as loud as he spoke before? Like does God speak to people still? You know? We live in such a loud world mm-hmm. on many a fronts and our consciousness and our even our subconscious is mostly um, consumed by that which we can see, taste, feel, social media. Uh, we've got so many things to distract us from voices and from hearing. Mm-hmm. But do you think God still speaks? Um, I believe so. And um, just the question would be for me, do we have the ability to listen? Mm-hmm. Do you have the ability to discern? Mm-hmm. Do you have the ability to also then integrate? Are we cultivating our lives in the way within which we can integrate the spiritual revelations from wherever, from whatever source they come in? When we live in such a material world where our lives and the hours and the direction we're supposed to be going is already constructed by by us as man, mm-hmm. how much space does that even give for the voice to even speak? more directionally instead of more from a more like guiding point of view how do we cultivate then to hear what must we do to ourselves mm-hmm. to hear more um and again i use the example the fact that we just uh, people don't put down their phones until they pass out some mm-hmm. still fall asleep with their phones in their hands mm-hmm. but how can we clearly hear the voice of God, or even instinct, or even our intuition. Mm-hmm. How do we cultivate that that voice? Everything for me is really towards a rooted um, somatically in the body mm-hmm. and using the breath. The breath, which is umoya, umoya, which is God, umoya, which is your soul, umoya, which is your spirit, umoya, which is your ancestors. In all ancient wisdom traditions, from religious ones to spiritual ones, the sexual relationship with the Holy Spirit or the brain and how it calls us back towards ourselves, towards cultivating and a moment-to-moment presence and awareness as to the states that are passing through us on an emotional, on a psychological, on a physical and in a psychic level. It really it increases so much more 
using the bread so that we can see what are my thoughts like, what are my emotions like, what am I feeling in the body, trying to then go there, using that bread to go into what they, they serve me and bring me towards oneness within self and oneness within all being. Because in, in between oneness within self and oneness within all being, that is then where the voice of the higher power, whether it's God or the goddess, I'd, I'd like to walking with oneness of self like how many of us are walking mind body spirit all aligned you know um all in that higher frequency to receive or in the highest state of complete total peace and alignment you know i believe that even those not aware of the fact that they don't have that relationship, have that relationship, because even awareness of that relationship is a, is, is a relationship within there where you can then know that I am not present, I am not aware, I'm very, you know, emotional, volatile, responsive and reactive, and therefore you know exactly what you need to work on. That within itself is the voice of a higher power, the voice of your ancestors or the voice of God guiding you towards your inner work you need to do, your inner shadow you need to turn towards. Mm. So that is always there and available to each of us so long as you're able to think, so long as you're able to feel, and so long as you're able to think. Because on each of those, we all have an intelligence which communicates clearly to us where we're at in that, in that relationship. And I can imagine, Ophensa, as a transformational uh, life coach, yes. it needs work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight, no. right? I'm sure, oh, no, I'm it, sure actualization in itself mm-hmm. needs work. Yes. Yeah, it's a process. It's a journey, and I think um, it's it's uh, it's something that is scary, which is why you definitely need a coach in the journey of this, or somebody, a spiritual guide, a mentor, somebody who will help you walk through the spiritual quagmire. Um, I mean, the the simple practical steps are, you know, getting mindful, um, like Goko was saying, and you know becoming a meditative type of person, meditating and regularly, you know, being in prayer and trusting that voice. It's, it literally works like a muscle. The more you trust this voice, um, the more it will, you know, sound louder in your ear um, and the easier it will be for you to have more intuitively guided steps and your life journey will be a lot more peaceful and a lot more satisfying, I believe, when you are leaning into the work so the work is a lot of things it's about getting into your inner world it's about undoing um a lot of the the trauma and the patterns and everything that you had led you up until that particular point it's about paying your karmic debts it's about all of that um and and leading you to a part um where where you are almost always in a state of peace um yeah that's that's what i think it's about I like uh, always being in a state of peace. Offense, I and 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 I labor on this point because mm. I guess maybe I believe that everybody should just be successful in life. But it's yeah. not right. Um, if intuition is pure, mm-hmm. and intuition points you in the direction of 
awareness of progress, mm-hmm. of warning, so that you can be the better self. Yeah. Right? And a lot of us lean into intuition. Are we not supposed to not have poverty? Like, <laughs> unless, of course, are we saying that we live in a construct where we will always have poor people? Because if, if I'm guided by intuition, my intuition is supposed to help me go from point A to point B, right? Mm-hmm. From a progressional perspective. I'm supposed to go and progress because intuition is pure. God is pure. So God won't lead me to poverty. God will lead me to a better progressive self, right? Mm-hmm. Then why do we have poverty? Unless we're saying that we've got a majority of the world that operates without intuition. I'm just trying to understand why there's certain injustices that exist, yeah. even even in, within the existence of intuition, something so pure yeah. that it's supposed to help you progress. Yeah, I mean, okay, I that is a tough question. <laughs> it's difficult, and it's something that I do think about um, every now and then with regards to, you know, all the hardships and the suffering and everything that's happening in the world. But one thought that comes to mind is that all events and everything that happens is actually neutral. And when we, you know, signed up to be here on Earth, we wanted to experience all the different contrasts, you know, the what we call good and what we call bad. We wanted to experience it all. Um, And some people... I feel, um, according to this type of worldview, maybe have signed up to experience what it's like to be there. But something else that I also do believe is the fact that every time you find yourself in a negative situation um, or in a space of poverty and all of that, um, you you are creating, while you're in that situation, um, the better one already in that particular moment um and when you do listen to your intuition when you do drown out the other voices it should lead you in the direction where uh of what you've already created because i feel like every negative situation every contrasting situation um is a creation point and creation is already done in that moment and yours is to actually get closer to that by listening to your 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 intuition. I think a lot of the time uh, we 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 get stuck with the other voices, and um, it it kind of interferes with the way that we we um, navigate this world. Um, just purely because just purely because we we are sensing our environment. Um, and we don't trust this voice and we haven't, um, you know, stepped into it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's, I don't think the goal is to eliminate and eradicate all negative things. Um, but I and, I, and I, and I'm also not saying find meaning in it and, you know, live in poverty and, you know, make it something glorified. But I do think that the, the movement in the direction is definitely possible for everyone and everyone does deserve it. Um, but maybe not in this un- incarnation, maybe in the next one also, you know? So it goes back to what you were saying, that life is not linear. Mm. And, and, and sometimes we look at it from a very straight line um, kind of, you know, perspective, whereas in itself it's probably a very messy, squiggly circle. Mm. So then how then do we start and I'm trying to all raise our level of consciousness yeah. right? raising our level of consciousness so that we are open to hear mm-hmm. 
parting tips, in terms of how do we just raise that level so that we can receive from spirit and perhaps be pointed in the, light, the right direction of our life. Also, you know, um, I believe sort of in an inside-out radical transformative approach where if you develop a relationship which you grow your window of tolerance, you grow your window of acceptance, you are ultimately cultivating um, a relationship with yourself which is loving, kind and compassionate. And that compassion then allows for you to extend it to others, but also be able to turn towards self-compassion and self-acceptance, which gives us these window moments, which will bring us to learning edges instead of conflict, where maybe we come to a point where we have different contrasting views. We'll understand that as a natural part of the human experience, that there will be contrast. There will be, you know, comparison, but there doesn't need to be judgment. I believe with developing a relationship of inner awareness allows for us to remove the harsh lens of judgment through which we experience life in, which is where all suffering is truly rooted in. Mm. We have to leave it here, but much appreciated. Gogo Kenyagu, the offense, as well as you, Batavida. Thank you so much. And uh, let's continue the conversation up to 2 o'clock on Family Fridays, but you're also paying mind uh, to NASREC in terms of the start mm. of that 51st ANC elective conference. Right now, it's 2 o'clock. Let's get your latest in power news with Yakalo